Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. A waste of time with It's The Real back on a Tuesday. Yes, regular programming again. Last week, we had five episodes. Tell the people what they missed. They didn't miss anything because they obviously listened to every single episode. Well, tell the people who was on the podcast last week. Just a little reminder. Yes. Uh, we had Wyclef Jean. We had DJ Jubilee. We had... Cameron McCullough from Henny Palooza, Nigel Talley, the famed A&R, and we had Mike Carson, who is creative director to Big Sean. Yes, and today, today, we have Toronto's own Jazz Cartier, but before we get into that, uh, is it cool if I read a little something that I wrote? Yes. All right, people, in just nine days, we're going to be headlining SOBs here in New York City. Now, I remember one of the first times I went to SOBs, uh, Jeff was there. It was during CMJ week many, many years ago. And this will tell you how long ago it was. Mark Ronson had a showcase for his then label called, I think it's Alito, or it's All I Do. It's spelled A-L-L-I-D-O. So we're talking Rhymefest. We're talking Daniel Merriweather. We're talking Wale. And they were backed by Mark Ronson and the Dap Kings. And please believe it was actually the event that everybody wanted to get into. The line around the block, which was, I mean, four or five deep, reflected that. And we were relatively new to living in New York City, but the energy was everything I imagined a downtown show would be like. Honestly, just waiting by the door felt exciting. We'd come from another event and walked over just to survey the scene, but in the middle of that mob at the door, our friend Phil Chang caught the attention of Wale's manager at the time, and uh, he got us waved in. Now, I remember the doors opening... And the sound becoming clear. I remember the smoke in the air. And I remember the green and purple and orange lights on stage. And I also remember the feeling of everyone anticipating who would take the stage next. I remember taking part in call and responses. But more than anything, I remember turning to my right and seeing DJ Green Lantern walking toward me. And I remember Green, a musical hero of mine and Jeff's, stopping right next to me dapping me up and telling me that the weekly sketch videos that we were doing at the time were so important to hip hop and to keep it going. And it was that moment when I felt both that we'd arrived and that we were just getting started. And so in nine days, we're gonna be the ones headlining SOBs and once again, I feel like we've arrived and we're just getting started. I know we'll bring that same energy to the building that I felt all those years ago, and I hope you'll be there with us. If you haven't yet, head to itstherreal.com right now and buy your tickets today, and let's sell SOBs out. Now, Jeff, you have something to say. Yeah, I don't have anything uh, remotely as eloquent as what you just said. All right, well, we'll take it. What do you got? Two people wrote in and said they will not be at the show oh. on February 23rd. Oh, that is not what I wanted to hear. But they did say that they each wanted to buy a pair each for us to give away, which was like incredibly nice. That's super nice. Um, and so I would like to give those away now. Uh, one pair is from Daniel Freeberg from Toronto. Shout out to Daniel. Daniel Freeberg, a.k.a. Bowflex Salesman, a.k.a. Pushing Weight. Pretty good. Very Pretty nice. Good. Yeah, very good. Shout out to Daniel. Um, so he wants to give his uh, tickets away. And also Jack Burton. Shout out to Jack. From Boise, Idaho. We Boise, talked about Idaho. Boise on the podcast today. We do, with Jazz Cartier. Uh, but Jack Burton, a.k.a. Uh, J underscore Skirton. Okay. That is that is a funny a.k.a. <laughs> well, it's his, it's his Instagram yes. handle. No, shout out to Jack. And we appreciate those guys buying the tickets and offering them up to who? So 
I want to give them to our listeners to the podcast. I feel like they're our most loyal fans right now. Yeah. And if people want to email me at jeff at itsthereal.com, yeah. the first two people to email me from New York who will be at the show- We'll each get- We'll each get a pair of tickets. That's awesome. So yeah. one more time, people are going to email you right now. Yes. Jeff at itsthereal.com. And the first two people to email you- Yeah. Get what? A pair of free tickets. To each. what? Our show. Called? You should know it at this point. Oh, yeah, You're going right. to be there. That's right. It's called, it's called your girls tour. It's coming up in just nine days from today, February 23rd at SOVs here in New York City. That is so nice. Shout out to Daniel. Shout out to Jack. And shout out to everybody else who has already bought their tickets. We look forward to seeing you guys in just a few days. Anything else? Yes. Do not send me any shitty mixtapes to my email. <laughs> this is strictly for this is a big chance you're taking a ticket Jeff. giveaway. If you send me any sort of music for my opinion, where's it going? I swear to God, I am going to own your masters. You're going to be in a legally binding contract. Oh, this is terrible already. And I swear to God, I will own everything that you ever create. <laughs> Oh, my God. On the podcast today, we have our friend Jazz Cartier. Jeff? Yes, who is not signed to us. He is not. But but Jazz Jazz stopped by. Uh, he was in the city doing a little press. We were happy to finally link up with him, and we had a great conversation. We did. He has the best sunglasses I've seen in person in a very long time. So here's here's what all guests from you know now until whenever we stop doing this podcast have to do. They have to wear sunglasses that are cooler than Jazz's. Or understand the fact that you're going to come in second place. All right. Uh, and you know what You know what they say about second place? First they, loser. Well, you know what they say about second place? <laughs> what? They got to buy their tickets at itsthereal.com. <laughs> Go to itsthereal.com right now. Get your tickets for your girls tour. When do you want to get into this podcast? Uh, right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. System of Measurement, a.k.a. G-Unit. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Mad Dusted, a.k.a. Hate Chores. Yo, it's Jeff. <laughs> yeah, this is a waste of time with it's the real. <laughs> Jazz, what's amazing, good? Amazing. Um, uh, I'm chilling. Here we go. We're very, very good. Yeah. Welcome to New York City. Welcome Thank to you. The Upper West Side. You know, I'm loving it. How's uh, how's your whole trip been? Whole trip's been good. You know, just media run, press run, the whole shebang. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in New York. Not at this time of year. Yeah. I mean, Definitely not. What's here either? <laughs> you know, I mean, like when I used to go to school in Connecticut, we'd all come up to New York in the winter, like on the weekends, mm-hmm. and it wasn't pleasant back then. And nothing's really changed now. <laughs> you know, like I, I mostly enjoy it in the summer. Right. You know? Yeah. I mostly enjoy it everywhere in the summer. So not just New York. Right. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but shout to New York. Wait, where did you go to school in Connecticut? Avon. What yeah. uh, What'd you go to school for? Boarding school. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be bored. To yeah. Be bored. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, you are originally from where? Toronto. Born and raised. Born, halfway Born. raised. Okay, what? Yeah. Ha- where'd, where'd you go? I went to Idaho, I went to Georgia, I went to Woodstock, Georgia, Houston, Connecticut, Virginia, graduated school in Maine, Kuwait. Um, this is like a tour. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did, what did your folks do? Uh, military. Military. Yeah. U.S. military. U.S. military. And they were based for a time in Toronto. No, uh, my stepdad is with the U.S. military, so my mom got remarried when I was like six. Gotcha. So then that's when everything started happening. Yeah, I, I didn't realize. I was like, oh, do we have a base up in Toronto? Like, yeah. have we, <laughs> have I we mean, gone to war with uh, yeah. the North? Which, you <laughs> meant maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But yeah, there is a U.S. embassy in 
Toronto. Right. Yeah, but nah. You're moving around at a very young age. Yeah. What's that like for a kid? It sucked. Like, just plain old sucked. It sucked. Well, you know, like... Are you an only child? I'm sorry. I'm the eldest of... Including myself, four. Oh, so no. <laughs> no. Far from it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it sucked because, like, you never really had friends that you, like, grew up with. You know, and every school you went to, it's like... Like, start of the school year, for, like, the first month, it's like... A no- like, I tested it every school I went to. Start of the school year, everyone loves talking about what happened last year. Right. So it's like all these fucking inside jokes that you're not in on. And it's just like you're just sitting there like, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> and at the beginning of the year, like, do you know that you're not going to be there at the end of the year? Yeah. So, like. I know, but the kids don't know. Right. Yeah. So, like, how, how inclined are you to even, like, you know, really make friends? I mean, I just made the, made the best of every situation that I was put into. Mm-hmm. You know, some sucked. Others are better than you know than most. Do you find that you were closer to your siblings because you moved around and like all you had was you? Uh, kind of. There's like kind of a big age gap. Oh yeah. You know, um, my second youngest brother, he's what what year is it? 2017. Yes. So he, so he's damn. He's turning 17 this year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and you're only 18, so. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of months in there. And yeah, there's 12. There's a lot of months in there, you know, so, yeah. But, um, be, but yeah, there's the 16-year-old, then there's an 11-year-old, then the baby girl is, I think she's six. I'm, wow. re- I'm very like bad. Like an actual baby. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, out of all those cities and, and, and states and countries you went to, mm. what really, like, made you into who you are today? Um, I, th- I think... Come on, Idaho. Come on, <laughs> Idaho. I mean, I love Boise, Idaho, for what it was. They didn't like my school. It, okay. was, it wasn't the most pleasant What's experience. What's there to do in Boise? Not a lot. Okay. Tr- tractors. What? I'm shocked. I mean, I mean, college town, right? Yeah, college town. I was there the year that they laid the blue turf down at Boise State. That was a big deal. That was the biggest thing that happened to to <laughs> to Boise ever. So that was pretty sick. I like we like went on the field one day for like a school trip. Really? That was a thing. Like honestly, like growing up, I remember when they built a new mall and there was carpeting in this mall, mm. and we went on a on a field trip there in school. That There's was carpeting in the mall. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. doesn't sound sanitary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it was yeah. it was a big deal is a little tourist uh tourist attraction that's but what's up. yeah that's why people go to white plains yeah <laughs> <laughs> but blue blue astroturf yeah 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 that, that was, was that was huge how long did you live in boise i lived in boise for six months uh, <laughs> wait where was the longest that you lived someplace a year and a half and that was where no two years that was in connecticut how yeah so how no actually i, I was in boise for the whole school year which was like eight months. Okay. So wait, wait, every year, like, uh, do you have to get in front of the class and be like, "Okay, hey, I'm I'm jazz, and you know, yeah. like, here's something different about me." Yeah. Because I've lived in 45 <laughs> places and I'm yeah. only nine. Yeah. 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 yeah literally, <laughs> nine years old. How yeah. good? How good were you at packing? So good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like an expert packer. Like you know, you know, people have a job and they're like, "I'm not gonna hang shit on the wall because mm-hmm. I know that I'm gonna be out of here real soon." Were mm-hmm. you that type of guy? No, not really. My mom really. Uh, made it a big thing for us to feel home wherever we went and not to feel like you know like she always wanted us to be comfortable and not feel like you know we're gonna leave soon she just wanted this to feel like home wherever we went and so even like when i go back to like certain places it still feels like home just just based off like that memory i had with her you know do you still have uh, friends in all these places 
everywhere I go, I've, I have friends. Have you been to Kuwait since you uh, left town? I haven't, but I should. Actually, I was I was in the Bay, um, like four days ago, mm-hmm. and it was it was at like a Playboy Cardi show, and like I'm talking to Cardi, and then like some guy comes up, and he's like, "Yo, you're jazz, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Do you know this kid named Shadi?" I'm like, "Who the fuck are you talking about, Shadi?" <laughs> and then he like he FaceTimes his kid. And it's it's this kid I went to uh, school with in Kuwait. What? Eighth grade. Shoddy. Crazy. Yeah, small ass fucking world. And that's happened a lot wherever I go. Like there's somebody that knows somebody that knows me from like some school, which is like a reoccurrence. Yo, shout well, out. Maybe all these people are like lying and they just like <laughs> want to be part of this thing because like you're popping right now. But so. shout out to you for being so like patient to wait for this dude to like FaceTime his friend and be like. I never forget I a face. Really? Yeah, I think it's like muscle memory at this point, you know, like traveling all over. But I never forget a face. And then like, the moment I saw him, you know, so I was you like, promise you don't forget faces. Promise. Yeah. So if someone like, you know, rolls up and they're just like, yo, I ran into you like in this random city, you'd be like, totally. If I talk to them, if I spend a significant amount of time with them, like, you know, a couple of hours. Yeah. And like, you know, engaged in conversation. I probably won't forget you. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I'll probably forget your name. Right. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, yeah, no, I'm the tall one with glasses. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you remember me. Yeah, for sure. You go from um, Toronto, and then where's the list take you again? The map goes Toronto, Boise, Barbados, Houston. Barbados. Houston, Woodstock, Kuwait, Lakeville, Connecticut, Avon, Connecticut, <laughs> Virginia, Maine. You know, you know that song by the Animaniacs where they go around and they like list every single thing. Uh huh. Yeah, that's, that's what that's this that. is. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. But also, like, for you to go from I, at first, I was just like, oh, Boise, Idaho mm-hmm. to Barbados. That's mm-hmm. the biggest like change. And then you named like every every place was like diametrically just yeah. opposite. You yeah, know? yeah. It's just wild. But, yeah. Um, and then my family's like, while I was in school in Connecticut, they moved to Gambia, which is in Africa. Yeah. Uh-huh. The western part, and now they're currently in Turkey. Really? Yeah. Well, how often do you make it over there? Uh, they moved in. They moved in August, so I haven't been yet. Whoa! Are yeah. they? Uh, I mean, Turkey's going through like a really rough time right now. Are they? Are they liking it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's the weird way to put yeah. it. Yeah. My mom's loving it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, they're not really like directly affected by everything that's going on. Do you? What are your hours like in terms of like talking to them? I mean, my mom. Whenever she calls, I have to answer. So it's like, yeah. Well, how far are they ahead? Um, I think. I think it's like eight hours. Oh my god! I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. So I, if mom I, wants to, you know, talk at like, you know, three p.m. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's that's an early day for you. I have to answer. Oh yeah. my god! But usually I'm up, so it's not really an issue. Um. So, so when do you start uh, making music? Like early? I wrote like a like a little fuck around rap to like Lil Flip. This is the way we ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in like school, but then like when I moved to Barbados, I had so much downtime. Like, um. That's when I got my mom's like CD case and went through all of her CDs and I, I went like discovered like Black Sheep and oh my god Eric B and Rock Kim yeah, shout out to your mom yeah so it's just like she put, she put me on to like classics so yeah. like I had like a very uh, very traditional hip hop upbringing you know mm-hmm. and then top of that like R and B and like all that shit so yeah so I wrote. Like my first like rap to me like to like Eric B and Rocky and Microphone Fiend, mm-hmm. and like that's how it started. Then I got into like Tribe, the, like all the like the Jungle Brothers, um, Diggable Planets, uh, what else? Far Side. And what are your friends listening to at this point? 
little flip only. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah little flip only. Like, I mean, like like passive chore and shit like that. Right. It's like everywhere I went, it's like I already had like my liking of music, but then every school I went to, the kids would be on something else. So I'm just constantly growing my palette with everywhere I go. What's like a really random band or like group that you were put on to and you were just like, I didn't think I would like this and then I really did. Yeah, now I'm here, I have to like it. That's hard. Uh, All American Rejects, I think. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I think I think that was like the one I didn't really expect. Oh, and then Event Sevenfold. Oh, oh my god. See, now that's like too far for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah like <laughs> I'm I'm into like All American Rejects. I can do like Swing Swing, I can do oh, Flavor of the Week, but yeah, like it, Yeah, like I can go like Dragon Force. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely weird. Where did you find them in Connecticut? Yeah. yeah right yeah, yeah that's real Connecticut right yeah, there super Connecticut right so there. you get to Connecticut and and you do boarding school mm-hmm. you're living on on campus yeah uh, are the teachers tough are the are the friends cool like what's life like on on campus yeah tell us what Connecticut's like <laughs> I mean Connecticut like the boarding school doesn't really represent what Connecticut really is because right. mm-hmm. like every kid there is from like all, all parts of the world you know um, like I had a good friend who's from Compton and and uh we all called him West Side. Yeah. And uh, he was he was a character, you know, he like lit that school up, you know what I'm saying? You really couldn't tell him anything. So like there's definitely like a whole bunch of characters in one and um originally I went to a junior boarding school which ended at ninth grade and once you graduate you go to like a real boarding school. But I only went to the junior boarding school because I could only spend a year there, so it like prepped me for the real thing opposed to like putting me into like the real boarding school with like everybody else and also i played tennis too so that helped me get to the other boarding school i was going to so it was indian mountain then avon Connecticut, then avon old farms which is uh one of the best prep schools in the country so you wait you played tennis and you listened to all american rejects did i go I to did, high school no, no, with you no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't listen to them you know but like no you're but, the biggest yeah. fan we get it like, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 you played tennis yeah um how'd you do like record wise pretty good yeah yeah like like i'm people don't really know but i'm i'm really big into tennis really yeah like who did you model your game after? Layton Hewitt. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, my God. Layton Hewitt, Murat Safin. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, during tennis season, you guys travel? Yeah. And, uh... We went all over New England. Really? hmm What was the best match that you ever had? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you I, won. I know. Yeah, never forget yeah. a face. Never always forget. forget... Yeah, the results the of the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but then that happened, and, um, up until ninth grade i rapped but i never rapped in front of anybody mm-hmm. but everyone knew i rapped because i would tell everyone that but right because like every school i went to i, I just like make up a new identity for myself why not i'm not gonna see anybody ever, like sure. ever again yeah you know? so like the rapper thing just kind of caught on and i it just it just stuck with me but i never rapped in front of everybody but i'd always write to myself you know well and what were your like did you have a did you have a rap name it was always jazz cartier always always had well, the vision i every I, city you were still jazz cartier still jazz cartier my first facebook name uh, <laughs> I watched an interview with Lupe Fiasco mm-hmm. about how he got his name and like, and it was Jazz Cartier. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so like his like first name, like last name thing, and then that's when it stuck with me. Well, Jazz was always a nickname for me, so then I just put the Cartier on it just to get a little spice because I was a big Lil Wayne fan and Jay Z fan, and they were Carters, so I was just like Cartier. So you're you're writing raps. Mm-hmm. You're not performing raps. Nope. And do you have any other musical training at this point? Piano. I did choir, and that's about it. And 
that's both in school or you, these private lessons? In school. Gotcha. Mm. At that point, we're in high school, right? Yeah, ninth grade. And does anybody else you know rap? No. But once I graduated from Indian Mountain and I went to Avon, being an international student, you have to go to like school like a week early uh, just to like get adjusted to like, the time difference or whatever. And so I was on campus a week early, and the football team was there practicing for preseason and all that shit. One of the guys who was like a monitor, but he didn't play on the football team, his name was Problems. <laughs> yeah, he was he was like a big dog on campus. He was he was from Harvard, Connecticut. He had heard from somebody that went to my old school that I was a rapper because like the boarding school scene is super small. Mm-hmm. So um, someone snitched. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a scene. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, someone definitely snitched. So. Like one night, I'm like in my room by myself, literally just like I haven't talked to anybody. I'm just chilling, waiting for school to start. Um, I get a knock on my door. It's like three big ass football players, um, and they drag me out of my room into, <laughs> into the next dorm, where all the fucking football players are freestyling, and you hear like cannon is on fucking repeat, and everyone is <laughs> it's like it's like a dorm smaller than this, but filled with like at least like twenty. 25 guys big smelly because they just had fucking practice they just had dinner so everyone's just like hype and they're all freestyling and they push me in a circle I'm a, what and like mind you i'm like little and then everyone's like hey that's the kid from canada so i'm just like oh fuck and then um we had a we had like two all girl schools miss porters and ethel walkers right next that's right where, next like, to us. jackie onassis went yeah i think so yeah. um and um so I'm freestyling. I don't know what I said, <laughs> but I know my last line was, I will miss poor her than Ethel Walker. <laughs> Bars. And then the whole fucking room went crazy. <laughs> Everyone's pushing each other, running out the fucking dorms, pushing the windows out, screaming. I literally, it was a fucking movie. Carry me up. And, and what? yeah, and, then, and that was the birth of my, like that gave me confidence to do whatever I wanted to do. Holy shit. Yeah. Yep. So wait, was um, that on the spot or did you, were those, I mean, now you can talk about it with, were those pre-writtens? I thought about <laughs> it. I, I thought about it, but I didn't think about it to that extent, but it just came, you know? Yeah. And, 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 uh, and be honest, how were the rest of the guys are rapping? You know, it's crazy. Um, everyone rapped, but the ones who took it seriously was problems. Problems was crazy freestyle. Mm-hmm. And I still talk to him to this day. There's another homie of mine, Mike Galper, who's from, Sheep's head. Mm-hmm. He was, yeah, yeah. He was sick, and uh, so yeah, it's me, Probs, and Galper, who were like the three main ones. But then, uh, our boy Duck Mosby would rap too. Um, and then we had a little clique called FCC. Mm-hmm. That was that was that the Federal Communications mm-hmm. uh, Commission. Yeah, yeah right, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dope name for a group. You know, you know, that's where we started. Yeah. What was uh, F- what did FCC stand for? <laughs> Beta Cap Crew. Okay. Yeah. So so that was that. I, I don't know why the fuck who came up with that, but like that was that. And um and then our boy Isaiah Farrell, um, he was like, not a rapper, mm-hmm. but he rapped really well. Um, not a rapper, but he rapped very well. Yeah, he was like super aggressive. Like imagine like a very intelligent version of Bone Crusher. Okay. You know, he was a super... I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, super, super big guy, like, very intimidating. Mm-hmm. His mom's actually Mia Farrow. 
Really? Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so so that was that. There's 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 a lot of famous yeah, moms, yeah. dads, grandpas in there. So but but like he was he was the the big homie and he was super aggressive, very vulgar raps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got in trouble sometimes. He actually made someone cry in a freestyle, but we had like weekly ciphers. And so that's how like I got really cousins like this whole rap thing. That's a fucking amazing beat. It's an amazing beat. So every time you hear it now, you think of that moment. Yeah, yeah. So they carried you off like yeah. you were fucking Rudy. Like <laughs> yeah, and, and like and like no one knew who the fuck I was. That's unbelievable. No well, now they did. Yeah, yeah. now and they like, all knew Jazz Party. N- now they did, and like I was like the only freshman in that in that room, and like they're all like juniors seniors how the hell do you follow that up like i would just like leave school and move to you know fucking you know <laughs> Kuwait, or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know yeah i mean like that like that alone just set, set the tone for like the whole school year like I, like i had big brothers you know oh amazing yeah, yeah super sick. and like i still talk to most of them to this day like at my show at, at SOBs, they all came up and amazing it was like a little reunion yeah that's awesome that's so cool. so from there mm-hmm. you're back on road again you're moving right no um i spent two years there right uh, I got kicked out. Kicked out. Yeah. Because partying. You were too good at tennis. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah we were. Uh, boarding school. You, you have a lot of downtime to do a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's so that's what happened. Then I went to Virginia for a year. Didn't like that school. It was terrible. Blue Ridge School. Never send your kid there. Don't. Okay. Um. And then, and then I think my senior year I went to Bridgeton Academy in Portland, Maine. And that's where I graduated high school. Wow. So when you graduated <coughs> high school, did you know most of the kids in your grade or were you just like, I, I guess? Yeah. That last year was kind of like, I was just like waiting for the year to be over. But I I only had like one good friend that I still talk to to this day. Like he's like one of my close friends, Carlos Locke. Wait. So, okay. So if you had not gotten kicked out of uh, Avon, mm-hmm. would you have stayed there for all four years? Most probably. Yeah. And then you ended up having so but, you got kicked out. But like, what's crazy is that like, how do you get kicked out of boarding school for partying? That's like all they do. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> That's it's, what you major in. Yeah. yeah. No, but like, what's what's crazy is like most of those guys that I was like close with, it just all happened. Like there was like a a big shakedown. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was it was like fucking like some from first forty eight drug bust type <laughs> shit. It was like someone someone got in trouble, then it's like everyone got taken down. One by one, bang, Were bang, you the bang. only one who got kicked out of school? No. Okay, good. Okay. There's like thirty of us. Oh my god. Fuck. It was, it was, it was like over like a six month like time period. There's, so you must have felt like the heat coming. Like, I mean, we, I mean, we all did. But oh my god. There's like, like, there like guys who like sold weed, guys who sold pills, guys who sold everything. Like it just all came down, and, and it was it was fucked up. Whoa. Was it worth it? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. It's fucking worth it. Hell yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. So. Nah. What are you thinking as graduation like rolls up and and you're ready to walk that stage? Are you do you have plans as, as to what you're gonna do next? Yeah, I was I was gonna go to Columbia, in Chicago. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but then, someone just told me, I didn't want to start over again. You know, I was just over the whole new kid phase. It's over with, like nice to meet you, probably won't see you ever again type thing. So, like all the while I was in school and my family was overseas. I would go back to Toronto on like Christmas breaks because it's closer. I didn't want to like waste two days, go to fucking you know wherever, and then come back and then only spend like four days with my family. So I went back to Toronto, and that's when I, I 
I like always had like a solid foundation there. So once I graduated, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go out on a limb. My mom didn't really know, and then moved back to, to the city, stay with my boy on his couch for like six months. Oh man. Yeah, I just moved with like a suitcase and a backpack. Well, real quick, one more high school question. Mm-hmm. Did you keep any of your yearbooks? My mom has them. Cause like you know how like everyone signs it at the end mm-hmm. of the year and they're like mm-hmm. don't change and you're mm-hmm. just like uh, I'm leaving I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean I can only really tell you what, what my yearbook said oh man like by by the, that time every year I, I was I was checked out I was yeah, like, like why would you even like you know take a picture you're like I'm not, I'm not. fuck this shit <laughs> yeah wait so what are you doing during the summers summers uh I, it's back and forth between Toronto and my family so mm. I probably spend like the first few weeks with the family and then go to Toronto just so I'm back on a normal schedule do some normal shit and then go to school after that so you settle in in toronto you're sleeping on your friend's couch for six months uh-huh. um did you did you know where you would get money did you know where you would like take your career what did you have any plan no not really <laughs> Do you like, have any timeline i knew i knew i wanted to like keep making music because like like i kind of missed this step but like when, when i was 16 and going back and forth from toronto to school uh, I got, uh, my dad had a connection with, with uh, someone in Toronto, and then I, like, the first song I ever recorded, we actually did a video for it, and it ended up on, like, Much Music, which is, like, the Canadian yeah, equivalent yeah, course, to MTV, yeah. and um, the song is still on, like, every streaming service. <laughs> Your first song? My Your first, first recorded song. song? Yeah. That's amazing. I, there's no way to get it off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's up to me, that should have been gone months ago, but yeah, that's there. So, like, so, like now people knew i rapped but like it wasn't serious like there's no project out so when i moved back it was like 2011 2012 i i like wanted to live a little you know Mm. and like find myself and like selling pills and weed wasn't (laughs) enough (laughs) no (laughs) this guy's fucking joking (laughs) but yeah so like you know i just did some like living like like without going to school and having like restrictions and stuff like being in boarding school was damn near being in college and i, I didn't want to do that twice right yeah you know so i was living in toronto in this spot called the dungeon it was like four of us in like this apart this like basement of a house with no windows it was like not not a pleasant experience right i mean it's called the dungeon yeah <laughs> it yeah it's literally literally the dungeon so that was that and then like you know i just started getting known around the city well talk about your first gig first like show yeah my first show wasn't until like 2015 whoa yeah so i didn't put out music till august 2014 but okay and that's that's when that first song came out and was in no no, no. that first song came out when i was 16 this is this is 2014 august i put out my my, like first song as like grown-up jazz right you know but at some point, like, do you think that people would come looking for you and just be like, yo, videos in rotation, like... A lot of people were. Yeah. yeah. Every, everyone was, like, checking for me, and, like, I had did, like, features here and there and, like, songs, and, like, I was, like, I was kind of, like, within, the, like, that, like, frat rap bubble, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like, the good music all days, et cetera, et cetera, yep, like, yep. the Chris Webby's, Sammy yep, Adams. Sure. Yeah. The, like, Hoodie Allen. Everything all cringe. Very, yeah. very Connecticut. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. very cringeworthy music. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could have been Mike Studd. 
<laughs> I mean, that's definitely goals, but yeah, not to me. You know? yeah. yeah, shout out to Mike Shutt, though. And so I actually ran to him like like two months ago in on LA. FaceTime. Or did you go to no. high, did you go to school with him? No. <laughs> did you remember his face? <laughs> I did. I did remember his face. I actually ran into him in in the studios wild night. But yeah. yeah, your first your first gig then is is a couple years later. Mm-hmm. But like like that that gap between when I first moved to the city and when I first put out my first song, everyone knew that like jazz was back home. But I was just like making my name in the city because I knew if I did anything, if I put anything out, the streets had to fuck with me first, you know? Right. Yeah. So like without putting any music out, I was like at every party, hanging from the ceiling, at every after party, everyone knew me. You know, it was it was just like constant back and forth. Like even if you were in Toronto and, and like you knew what Toronto was and like you came to the city, like like after I was in the dungeon, I moved to this crib called the palace which is which is like sounds so much better i know yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so it was like this three-story loft in kinsley market um and it was like me and six of my homies and we threw the craziest parties in toronto and like everyone came through virgil came through Whoa. um who else came through uh, hold on one second just because there's like yeah a fire or something hopefully not in this yeah. building <laughs> Turn yeah. this palace into a dungeon. You're throwing the hottest parties. Hottest. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. And people are coming through, like Virgil. Virgil, Tato came through one time, which is cra- he came through in a Bentley. <laughs> and like, mind you, like this is like in like the most like hipster area in Toronto, and we had like a Hell's Angels after hours like right next to us. Whoa! So like motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like people people would like walk in the alley and think that they're going to the after hours, but come to our house because like the gate was oh, like no. <laughs> open so like we would always get like mixed company yeah which like ca- kind of got kind of weird sometimes uh i mean but, that is mixed company yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like but like the guys that from the, like the health angels like they like fuck with us heavy so like they always held, held us down there was like no issues ever you know um yeah if you ever read security <laughs> exactly. turn it into altamont yeah <laughs> um exactly. so wait so uh well first of all how did how did toronto change for you pre-ovo and post-ovo because I, I can tell you what the perception is that like Toronto yeah. has been like sort of like nobody was really thinking about Toronto before OVO. Yeah. Well, not to the extent that it is now. Right. You know, but I would say pre like post OVO, we had a pulse, you know, we, we had like a purpose. And um so Drake was doing his thing and then Abel like when he came out, he kinda changed like the whole nightlife in the whole city. So that's when like things became really hectic and really crazy so so like there's like that drake era there was that able era then and then after that able era there was that get him safe era and like that get him safe era was was the era that everyone in the palace like our crew was get him safe mm-hmm. you know so like that was our era and that was like we were like the kids that they were looking to like fuck with you know like like abel shot his king of the fall video and the palace mm-hmm. you know so it was just like one of those things where it's like it, it just passed on from generation to like generation and like all the while like we're all making music it's like myself and two other artists and then our boy Tosh who's like 
the model. So it's like myself, two rappers, Tosh, and and he's like the model. Then we have a DJ who's like Nicaraguan, and it was like we literally looked like Toronto, you know, like mm-hmm. a big mix of kids, you know, from like all over. Um, so that was that. But all the while, like all of us are like making music, but we're not putting it out. But if you come to a, our parties, you're hearing everything exclusively. So like people will have stories being like. Man, I can't believe like I remember being in the palace and jazz, jazz, and these guys were playing this and this and that. So like, it was like that kind of atmosphere. Like, if you were in that house, you were most likely fucked up all all the time. <laughs> it was it was pretty bad. Like boarding school part two. Yeah. Um, no worse. <laughs> no worse. Yeah. So, if you are playing your music there, mm-hmm. and people are feeling your music. Mm-hmm. Do they know that you are the one who made the music? Yeah. Okay. So it's not like it's not oh. like an able situation oh, where no. they're just like totally separate from the image. No. If if our songs are being played in our party, we're letting everybody know <laughs> this is our fucking song. This is me and like and like but Jazz Carter, you're saying right there. Yeah. Yeah. But like between like myself and like the, the like the two other guys who rapped, like we were the ones that pushed each other to like make music. So like every week we have new songs. Everyone just hear it, you know, and and was there a formal way to distribute the music? Are you are you putting it out on SoundCloud? Are you actually doing physical CDs? You didn't put anything out. Nothing. You only heard it if you came to the crib or if we were throwing a party. Well, what's the thinking behind that? We just wanted to wait for the right time. You know, we just thought that it would be a better experience for everybody else to just hear it here first, Mm. and like knowing that if you came here, you're gonna hear something special and a part of like Toronto history. And that's what it was, essentially, you know? Um, Crazy. And uh, I think, like, two months, like, I put out my first, like, real song and, like, video in August 2014. And September is when I moved out the palace. So, like, that era just ended there. Because, like, th- like, by this time, like, we were so hot, everyone in the city knew where the fuck we live, you know? So, so it's like, the parties got so crazy on off days people would, like, ring our bell being, like, where's the after party at? And, like, that's when it, like, trickled down to me being, like, all right, first of all, there's way too much shit in this house, <laughs> way, way too much history in this house for, you know, for everyone to know where we live. And if if we're going to go, like, full on public, you know, something's going to happen, you know? So, like, might as well avoid it at all costs. And and what did your landlord know about what was going on? Oh, shout out to Ken. Ken, <laughs> that nigga Ken loved us. Like, our neighbors hated us. Like, they like they always would, would, would like, complain to Ken. We never really paid rent on time. Oh, my but, God. But, like, he like he would come and check on, like, all the units, but then just come to chill with us and just talk to us about so-and-so. He would, he, he would like, go to, like, the neighbor's house and talk nice about us to the neighbors so, so like, the neighbors would like us so they wouldn't complain to him at, like, 4 in the morning. Like This is the best living yeah. situation ever. It was, it was fucking heaven. It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was definitely... Palace is a heaven. Yeah, <laughs> palace is definitely heaven. And, like, I have, like, footage of all that on a hard drive that, like, no one's ever seen. That I'm like waiting to like for like the like the right time to just put out. How old was Ken? Ken was like forty something. Oh. Um, uh, he, was, he was like an Asian guy, long ass ponytail. <laughs> he was just like he looked like Mr. Miyagi, but but but, but mixed he, with um oh, Steve Aoki. Aoki. <laughs> yeah, literally. But but like he was like the guy. You know, he hooked it up. He would tell tell the neighbors when we have parties. Sometimes, if we like texted them, he was like, "Just make sure." Are you charging for parties? No, everyone came for free. Wait, so oh do you have God. a job at this point? Uh, <laughs> do you have I, a legal job at this point? <laughs> yeah, 
I worked at this store called Scotch and Soda. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 the clothing company. Yeah, I worked there for six months before those fuckers fired me. What? How did you get fired? Too much partying? Um, <laughs> I can't. I think I. There's like a couple of st- like strikes or like because like I was the one with like the cool job. Mm-hmm. And I was in the mall, so like everybody came to like Scotch and Soda just to fucking chill. Mm-hmm. Did you dress in all Scotch and Soda? Had to. Yeah. Yeah. How were you at folding? Not good. <laughs> I don't even do much, but I did make a lot of sales just because I knew a lot of people coming in, coming in and out. And yeah. it's a commission based business. Yeah, and I, and like I was killing it, but on top of that, I got c- kind of cocky because like I was like the young one, but then they like they were always hating on me like. The manager, BJ and Derek, I'm going to air them out. Yeah, air them out. The, Talk about it. They even told me I was going to make it as a rapper. So, you know, that's good. No, we're, listen, we're fucking with Ken. Yeah. yeah. Not fucking yeah. with those Scotch yeah, and Soda BJ dudes. and Derek. Yeah. Not fucking with the ops, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, nah. But, but yeah, uh, I think it was like uh, January 1st, I had a shift. And obviously, New Year's party was kind of crazy. I, I, I didn't even sleep that night. And I missed my shift. And then I, and they were just waiting for me to fuck up. So I they came in. You. I came in the sec because I was scheduled that day too, and uh, they made me go all the way to work just to give me a letter, just so I can go back home. I'm like, why don't you just call me? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck! I, like I walked all the way here just for you to fire me. Some bullshit. But that sucks. Whatever. So, talk about your first gig. First show. So, August we're putting out music, and it goes from set fire to the song called Switch, which switches with Downtown's video. City's going crazy, et cetera, et cetera. And then the first, actually, Get Em Safe had a breakup, like, right after, like, the palace, like, everyone moved out. So, we, like, we all dismembered. Um, So, I was, like, pretty much dolo, you mm-hmm. know? And so, all the while I was dolo, it kind of was a blessing in disguise because then that's when I was most focused on music and less focused on partying. But it was kind of kind of a weird time in the city because, like, everyone was kind of like choosing sides of like who to fuck with because like we were all so close. Mm-hmm. So out of all the palace guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had, uh, this, this like little showcase that I didn't promote. I was like nervous about it. I, I didn't want to tell people I was like doing a show mm-hmm. cause I, I didn't have like, like that confidence. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had the show at the spot called the garrison and like, I guess like a hundred people came out and, and it's like a super small venue. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like that was like a, not a real show. I was just doing like an appearance, a couple mm-hmm. songs, a walkthrough, no big yeah. deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then then April came around, and and uh, I just put out my no. This is right before I put out my mixtape, Marani Paradise. And so I had a show at Bass at Revival, and that's when I knew something something was happening because I was I was his direct support. Obviously, like I was there for you. I like yeah. the ho- out of like the hometown advantage, you know. Yeah. Shout out to Basso, he's he actually yeah. killed that night. Yeah. Um. But Bass um. Is the man. Yeah. yeah. So that revival show is when I was doing songs that people already heard, and also doing the stuff of the tape that was coming soon. And, and like by this point, Marauding Paradise was something that I was promoting for four years. You know, mm-hmm. I was just even even before like two two thousand fourteen, I was promoting. I was telling people about it when I graduated high school. And it's a it, long time. And, like, it was just an idea in my head that I just tweeted, and I just went along with it. And there was, like, five versions of the mixtape. Like, the mixtape was done August 2014, right before the split. And then we, we like, put out Set Fire. And then once that happened, I started a whole new one. And that's when a whole new mindset came, and it triggered. And then that's what it's it's online now. <laughs> you know? Man. Um, yeah, what was it like to, like, just 
to to actually put out that you know like because you've been sitting on it for so long oh it felt fucking like like that day i think i smoked like two packs of cigarettes because <laughs> like whenever i put out a song mm-hmm. i start sweating under my armpits a lot and like my, my like hands get sweaty mm-hmm. like just knowing like every time i play the song or like if someone would like to like retweet it or like like it just knowing that that person is listening to it so i'm trying to listen to them listen how they listen to it mm-hmm. right you know that's that's how i was at first i was super i should stop faving your tweets <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I had super high anxiety and so um once we finally put out the mixtape i felt like a big weight off my shoulders and then the reception was crazy people were loving it and then one day i like woke up pitchfork gave it like a 7.3 and that was like the first mixtape from like a toronto artist after drake's so far gone to get a pitchfork rating so like so like that was like a huge thing and I think it was the same rating as so really? yeah seven point three so that was like a big thing and then that's when things started changing and then that's when like everyone who started to like switch sides mm-hmm. and then and I was literally just like on my dolo you know I was staying at, at my manager's house uh, for like I think about like s- from September to that January I was at his house and then I finally got my own crib oh, no I I moved in with a friend so I, I had my own spot. And uh, I was still in the neighborhood of the palace, though. So I just kept true to my roots. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Marauding Paradise really started off everything. And then that's when the bus started taking off. And out of every young rapper in the city, I was the first one to have, like, a show outside the city. So that was, like, a big thing. Then and things where, started happening. where was that? First one was in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And then the Baby's All Right show in New York with, with Bookie and Pigeons and Planes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What was it like when, uh, when Pigeons and Planes reached out to you? Like I'm guessing that you, you know been crazy? the site. You know what's crazy? Uh I had reached out to Pigeons and Planes like when they were first popping off mm-hmm. and they actually posted one of my songs in two thousand like a single that I just put out. You know, 'cause like I kept in contact with like all the like the writers and bloggers that used to post my stuff when I would just do singles for like Good Music All Day. Yeah. Um even uh Barstool, mm-hmm. you know, like all these like little blog spots that eventually moved up to like faders and complex and et cetera, et cetera. So I so I had that rapport. So Lauren from Complex first posted my my first single and then from that it just started blowing up and like even like back in the day like Ernest Baker used to usually come to our crib, you know, and then he wrote like this big old OVO thing and then he had had like a paragraph about the palace and then get him safe and then that's and like people just started seeing my name everywhere, you know, at like key spots yeah and then that the mixtape came out and then i just started branching out blooming yeah yeah um did ovo ever approach you in any way like even like in a in a friendly way like did they acknowledge you yeah uh oliver definitely show love and like you know we're all very cordial Mm -hmm. i i was never you know i was never like please 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 and they were never like this We, we always kept everything diplomatic and cordial and you know I hit up Oliver if I wanted a song to be on OVO Radio. He's, like, very supportive and down for that. That's awesome. So, like, that's cool. And, like, I think out of all of the new kids from the city, you know, I'm, like, the – I'm, like, one of very few without, like, a big OVO co-signer or EXO co-signer. Mm-hmm. We're just, like, you know – I mean, Tory Lanez does not have an uh, an OVO cosign. <laughs> <laughs> that, sh- I mean, that should be uh, noted. Yeah, <laughs> duly noted. Yeah, sure. uh, so, at what point does Toronto really, really, really start to feel like home for you? The moment I dropped Marauding Paradise is, is definitely when, because like, 
they had always like people always fucked with me. Yeah. But the the fact that I delivered a tape with like you know that like impacted the the city and told the city story in like a way that no one really did you know for like a downtown because like everyone comes downtown mm-hmm. but like no one's from downtown you know but I'm from downtown you know so like it was like my time you know and like you you see people come to the scene left and right and and they get washed you know like they come in they make friends there's like there's like steps you know mm-hmm. and people always follow the steps they 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 never follow their gut they're all they're just followers you know so they come in they make friends they get comfortable something happens then they have one enemy and then you know like just distaste so that happens to everybody but it's all about how you bounce back you know what i'm saying and, and how you how you handle that situation if you're like that guy being like yo fuck this fuck that then people are not gonna fuck with you if you right. just keep to yourself and just let time heal everything you know yeah, do it you, works. Do you feel like you've stuck to um, to your guns, like really, yeah, um, and not compromised, and that's why like it feels good? Or and also, is that what makes you sweat? Like because you're like, I'm taking chances, I'm doing something different. Yeah, who um, knows what they'll think? Yeah, I'm definitely taking chances, but you know, my thing is making it look easy. You know, I'm not like on Twitter like venting, you know, constantly and being like, yo, I'm frustrated, blah blah. blah. Like. I'm always a reserved guy. Obviously, I get angry like everybody else. But Canadians get angry. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But you know, I think for the most part, people like they know me. You know, the like the city knows me, and the gatekeepers know me. So if I were to ever change, people would, pe- like people would like know that off the top. Like from my shows being crazy, and from me being crazy, and like people will hear like a story about me like going wild at a party and like partying to like. So, so in the morning, that's who I am. You know, like that's that's what I'm known for. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I'm like maturing, and you know, I can't be doing those crazy stuff anymore because like you're gonna get kicked out of high school. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, and you know we, they have phones now. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it, one tweak and you know go viral. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, so it's like I gotta be more conscious of that. But like at the end of the day, it's like I've always remained myself. I've always owned up to my faults and my flaws, and um. I don't take myself too seriously. That's I think that's like the biggest issue with everyone in Toronto. You know, we've been like so doubted. But if you look at like everything in like a grand scheme, everyone is just so serious. You know, mm-hmm. obviously because like we have like a lot to prove and like there's like a chip on our shoulders. But like no one's laughing, no one's smiling. Like everyone's Instagram is like so serious. Like right. oh my god, like they look like fucking gargoyles. Like just like. <laughs> Bad bitches link up the fucking gargoyle version, you know, just like mugging. Is bye downtown bye. still the the hip part of the city? Always will be. Really? Always will be. Well, does that mean it was before you got there? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely was like, like the Drake era. Mm-hmm. He, he like that was more like club scene. Weekend era was more like after party scene, and then my era was like hotel uh, lobby scene. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And then now they're pretty much just in the street. Yeah. You know? On, like, the bus and everything. Where's, like, the hottest, like, shoe store in the city right now? Hottest shoe store? It's hard to say because I, I, I don't really go shopping around the city that much. <laughs> but, you know, I would plug in, like, you know, Nomad, Serpentine. Um, yeah, that's that's all I know. And where else in Canada is really, like, a good feeling? Like Vancouver. Where? Yeah? And Montreal. Yeah. In different ways, I'm sure. Yeah, very, very different ways. Montreal super European. And like super uptight. I kind of don't like the people there. Well, don't don't they have like the um, what are the the bubble parties or whatever? I never been. No, sounds lit. 
What is a bubble party? I thought they like they have all this like um a foam, foam party. Oh, foam, foam mm-hmm. party, shampoo, uh, whatever. You foam know. parties yeah. are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, everyone has foam parties. Oh, I thought that was a Montreal thing. Really? You never yeah. went to foam party before? No. I've been to one. Oh, really? Yeah. And how's your hair at the end of the night? Uh, I had short hair back then. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tend to not do anything with with, with, with my hair. Getting I would out. say, yeah, like that. Would, yeah. Foam yeah. would be a lot. Foam. Yeah, foam party. Yeah, yeah. foam party. Bubble, bubble party. party. You sound like you're like foreign. <laughs> yeah. Or like a bubble. I am foreign. Yeah. <laughs> Montreal is not this country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but and what do you like about Vancouver? The vibe there is crazy. It's like super peaceful. People are super friendly. You know, it's like the Portland of Canada. Okay. Mm-hmm. So real different. Yeah. That's cool. But it also can be replaced. Like, it's like where everything gets filmed for American oh, for New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Literally. Yeah. That in Toronto, too. Yeah. At what point do you get a chance to, like, travel internationally and perform your music? Like, how quickly do things develop? Yeah. This all started last year. Like, so, yeah. So. 2016 so. is when I think my, my life changed for, like, the greater good. That That's when I hit Europe. That's when... I was out in LA a lot more. I had my SOB show. Yep. Um, I was getting on bigger festivals, Lollapalooza, Rolling Loud. And how do you think your stage show is sort of like uh, related to that? Yeah. How I mean, I mean, my stage show it was always a resemblance of how I partied, you know. And I'd always perform people's songs better than them at parties. And so, <laughs> and like even like back when I was a kid, mm. I watched like uh. Access Granite on BET one day, and uh, Joel Santana had a had a little Access Granite episode, and he and he was rapping in front of the mirror, and he was like, "I always practice in front of the mirror." So all the while I wasn't performing, I, I'm always practicing in front of the mirror. I always was, so I think that translated with me on stage and being so comfortable. And I think my live show just got so so crazy and so good that it just started catching wind. And like even like when I did like Lollapalooza. I had like a twelve o'clock slot, but there's still like over like eight hundred kids there mm-hmm. lined up, and I've never seen that before for like opening act, you know. So like, it it definitely caught wind, and people like see videos online of like the crowd walking, fire extinguishers, hanging off the rafters, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So no, yeah. and people on Twitter talk too. They yeah, they say it's just like that's yeah. all people do on show. Twitter. They're always talking. Just talk. Yeah, what yeah. else yeah. do you do on Twitter? I know. Yeah. <laughs> complain. Yeah. Complain. Yeah, yeah that's true. Complain. Yeah. I save things. Yeah. <laughs> um, favorite Joel Santana song. What the hell is happening outside? <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I don't really have a favorite Joel Santana song, but I do say his Rap City Freestyles was one of my favorites. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, Facts. Um, so, did you ever wear bandanas like him? <laughs> I tried to. My mom wouldn't let me. You know, so that 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 was just off. You know. Your mom yeah. was great for so many other things. But yeah. Came yeah. To like Joel bandana, Santana bandanas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. just nothing. You know, I couldn't find the pink and white ones that he would wear, so <laughs> I would try to get like like the blue and red ones. And she was like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Take that shit off." Yeah. So this last year, you went touring around the world. Yeah. You, uh, I'm sure, recorded a bunch. But one of the things that really stuck out to us, and um, and we hit you up about it, was when you put out the song Lil Wayne. Yeah. And uh, clearly, like, one of the guys that you listened to and related to and liked and grew up on. Modeled pretty much my whole career after, yeah. And then and then you do a song that you name it after him. Mm. Uh, and he liked it. And what's what's the reaction before even finding out that he liked it? You know what? Um, originally, I was supposed to put it out, like, two weeks before because I hit up Ollie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I had this track. Ollie was like, yo, this is fire. Yeah. But they had canceled OVO Radio that 
uh, week. So, mm-hmm. so, so because so, of fire, <laughs> some <something laughs> happened. Some definitely happened. Owls got hurt or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know. So um, so I was kind of being like, maybe I should just put it out and like not wait. But then I was like, it's kind of a big look, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't want to fuck that up. So I waited, and I was in Vancouver, and um, I had a show. And right when I'm on stage, they premiered the song. So I got off stage and then my phone's blowing up. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne. And I actually played for the first time while they were, while they were premiering on the show because I knew it was, it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thought about that. <laughs> yeah. So that happened. And then, um, yeah. So the night of, people were loving it. We went to the after party. People, people were like playing it. The next day, I'm getting ready for my flight. I'm like waking up from, from a nap and I check my phone. I'm heading to the airport. Phone's going crazy. Phone's never been this crazy in my fucking life. <laughs> I was like, bing, 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 bing. I, I, I like go on Twitter. I'm trying to find, and then like I just see like Lil Wayne, but I'm just like, maybe it's the song like went viral or some shit like that. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, and then like I see Lil Wayne's Twitter. I'm just like, this nigga's talking about me. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Because you were talking about him. Yeah, exactly. And then like I like screamed so loud. I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh in an God. airport? No, this was like outside oh, the airport. God. Yeah, and then like I was, I, I was like running around. I was like, oh, bro. I was showing everybody. It didn't matter if I knew the person. I was like, fucking <laughs> Lil Wayne. And, and people were like, no. So I'm like, look, it's verified right there. It's Lil <laughs> Tunchi. And yeah, fuck that. That like that tweet alone just went the distance. Like people were just like, wow, it's like real, you know? Did you tell your mom? Told my mom, yeah, for sure. What'd she say? She, she's, she's, she's the biggest fan, you know. She, Lil Wayne. She yeah. actually, she actually saw the tweet before I did, and she, and she was one of the people hitting me up about it. Well, I mean, there's a million, you yeah, know, yeah. So notifications like, you can't. So she was like, "You're late." I'm like, <laughs> "This is like 40 minutes after you tweeted it." But yeah, um, that was that was definitely sick. And shout out to Lil Wayne for doing that, you know, because it kind of changed a lot. You know, people were just more privy after that, you know, because like. I don't have any like big cosign. I never, all my tapes have just been me solo, you know, like no features, just me and my, my producer Lance. The only feature on Paranoia was River Tiber. Uh, and yeah, so like for like that to happen was like a pretty big deal for me because that's like the highest of the highs right there, you know? And have the, you spoken to Wayne on the phone? I have not. Okay. I was, we were supposed to have a festival together in Calgary, but he backed out last minute and they replaced him with Logic. Not the same. Not, Not the same. You don't have a song called Logic, so. No, I don't. I mean, maybe I should. Yeah. 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 Is there anybody else who's. Logic uh, and Reason should, yeah. should be the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anybody else who you want to meet that you can put their name in a song and then, you know, that's how right, it works? Have it come to life. Yeah. yeah. Um, not off top. E40. E40. Oh. E40. Is and you were the, just in the Bay. Yeah, I was just in the Bay. I, I never lived in the Bay, but the Bay is the one place I would live. I feel like a spiritual connection with the Bay. Yeah, it's crazy. It's very based. It's very <laughs> super based. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, never never met Wayne, but I'm doing Rolling Loud with him in May. So, will oh you, my God, that festival looks insane. It does look awesome. It looks it looks fucking crazy. Will you show up early just to like you know like hang out and no nah, and rap all these people's songs better than them? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely a fan first, but with all these festivals, so I'm like the guy that's like there seeing everybody and like just watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne did did Flogna, I mm-hmm. think back mm-hmm. in, I think October it was or no, yeah. November. I'm not just, I'm not sure which month it was, mm-hmm. but 
I was back there and I was I was like I was like all right finally I'm gonna be Wayne, but you know Wayne comes through everyone has to clear out right but my but my boy Jay Worthy, I had no idea I go on Instagram like like four hours later, he's, he's on stage with Wayne <laughs> I'm just like Jay how the fuck <laughs> so like shout out my guy Jay Worthy he's like next time that we're in the same city I'm I'm, I'm gonna make it happen so yeah. yeah who are some of the artists that you see like over in Europe? on different festivals that like you just run into them you're like oh didn't realize that you were in this in this country uh i saw drum last time i was out there by the way isn't he the best spirit like ever crazy yeah, yeah. and that was his first time out there too yeah so he was he was super excited and he was just just good vibe you know Such yeah. Good vibes, yeah um section boys uh i had a show with todd sign out there once awesome um, do you all like run into each other at like the same restaurants like also or is it just like is it only like kind of yeah kind of because like we're all in like staying in like the same hotels and mm-hmm. all that stuff so like we all run, run into each other so it's like synergy you know right all right yeah what is the rest of the year looking like in 2017 um doing a show advice this tennis show um wait what <laughs> yeah this I'm doing a tennis show with advice partner up with nike whoa uh, yeah I have, a, I have a i have a good little relationship with nike you know that's dope yeah so it's so pretty much it's gonna be called over the net <laughs> where i'm pretty much uh i'll link up with like say e40 yeah you know and like i teach e40 how to play tennis and it's kind of like you know it's, it's gonna be like pretty funny Oh, by I the mean, way, you know, yes, I, mean, I, I hope that E40 <laughs> was the example that you used, like, you know, when they were like, let's do the show. You're like, yeah, okay, as yeah. long as E40 is there. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. But yeah, uh, hopefully it starts with like, you know, rappers and like get singers in it, then actresses. And then hopefully by the time we can get actual tennis players. So then the script flips on me where I'm the one that's getting my ass kicked by <laughs> professional tennis players. Um, When you get E40 on, mm-hmm. can you drink? Uh, bottles of Carlo Rossi. Oh, yeah. it has to happen. Yeah, it has to happen, for sure. Very <laughs> drunken serve, mandatory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we're gonna drink. You know, what I'm saying we have Hennessy on deck, mojitos on deck. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying? it's 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 gonna be entertaining. You know, what I'm saying, <laughs> and hopefully encourages you know kids to start playing tennis. You know? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, 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 or yeah. whatever, or yeah. drinking, right? Or, yeah. or <laughs> play tennis responsibly. Yeah. I yeah. yeah, play tennis responsibly. So yeah, that whole. sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. What else is going on? Uh, I'm working on my third project forever right and so we just put out the single tempted mm-hmm. that's that's being picked up by radio right now which is like my first song mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy have you yes. spoken to rupee i haven't you know it's crazy everyone asked me if that was like a direct like influence mm-hmm. i didn't think about it till after like until like my mom heard it, it was like do you, do you remember this song because like she's yeah. she's fucking jamaican so yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Like, she knows all that stuff yeah but i honestly it didn't cross my mind Till after and yeah. I'm like I mean yeah but like <laughs> the song is not in that vein at all it's right, like the song's it, not named Rupee right yeah 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 I'm, I mean he <laughs> <laughs> could be put in quotations by the yeah. way now yeah. I'm starting to wonder if like Young Thug named his like songs all after other people because he wanted to meet them like you but know but he had met some of them no like, but like like Al- he put Wyclef Jean on Kanye West right put, Swiss yeah 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 so yeah Elton so, John mm-hmm. you know all that he met Elton John too, right? Yeah. yeah. He had met him, and then he named a song, but this, I guess the song didn't get cleared right. to be called Elton John. So right. he changed it. Yeah, 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 he changed yeah. it. Yeah. So he didn't meet Harambe, though. No, he did not. He, he did not meet Harambe. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe uh, one day. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. No, hope, hope. One day we will all meet Harambe. <laughs> one, hopefully one day, you know. And 
plays fucking Bone Thugs and Harmony as we descend to the sky to, or, meet, uh, to meet the Gorilla the God. Song, OGG uh, unit. I'll see you when, or I'll, I'll, I'll see you when you we get, get there. there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The 90s had a lot of good uh, <laughs> eulogy songs. Yeah, a lot. For sure. <laughs> Do you feel like because you've, um, your reach has gone far far beyond maybe the city limits of Toronto now. Yeah. Do you feel like your sound is also beyond the city of Toronto? Well, I think what separates me from a lot of the kids in Toronto is that I wasn't there all my life, you know? And I guess, like, the same thing with, like, you know, Drake grew up outside of the city. Yep. He, he was, like, back and forth. And with me, I, like, I, I was outside the city constantly, you know? Same with Tori, you know? So, yeah. like, like, we were always traveling. So I, that gives us more to, to talk about. And that's more more influences that we that we can bring into our music on top of being influenced by toronto you know so yeah um i'm pretty fortunate for that because like i have songs like that are very hard-hitting that are super rap that you know are dancey and vibey like, very housey you know so and like all of that it's, it's still me at the end of the day you know it's not me changing you know it's just like what i grew up on so, yeah yeah so forever um it's coming hopefully soon working with a lot of big producers on this one yeah you know um people answer my text now which is cool you know? <laughs> that is cool you know i answered your text right away <laughs> yeah thank you for that yeah you know what I'm like um you Not know a year ago though yeah. you know <laughs> yeah a year ago we'd be like, mm. yeah, yeah you know yeah but like now people like want to talk to me which is kind of cool you know so um can you talk about what producers you are working with or is that like too early uh <laughs> Uh, well, like the Michael thing's already out, mm-hmm. right? So, like, yeah, uh, I've been working on songs with Michael Mayer for like the past year, almost there. Yeah, you know, so I'm pretty excited about that. There's, there's two songs. Um, what else? Everybody else, I can't really say much. Yeah, yeah. But, but as far as that, as far as that goes, like, I'm working constantly. Do you find the collaborative process with with new folks like exciting? I do because I think that's that's how I set up my narrative. You know. For me to do the first two on my own, just just so like the fans can see what I can do, mm-hmm. for everyone else just to like see what I can do and like where it took me, mm-hmm. and now for this third project, just be fucking with everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like, like getting out there and, and showing everyone how I work in a collaborative space, yeah, whilst while still being me at the same time. You know? It's sort of like when you went to school and you know at the end of the school year, see you later. Exactly. <laughs> Let's make some new friends. Exactly. Let's get it popping. Isn't it fucked up that I've been wearing these shades this whole interview? Like I feel like a real rapper. You know? No, it's amazing. They are yeah. very dope shades. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, I, you want to shout out who they are? You know, shout out to Super one time. <laughs> shout out my girl Nikki for looking it up. Really appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I, I just. I just felt like, you know, might as well be on my Rick Ross. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> you feel me? What I was going to say was I was going to ask you if you had any other shout outs. Because, like, what we like to do at the end of every interview that we mm. do, we like to shout out, like, Rick Ross projects that are out. Mm. We're just like, can yeah. we get a shout out real quick? And then it's just like, oh, yo. Shout out Rick Ross because every time I land in Miami, it's mandatory that I play Rich Off Cocaine. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, I thought like, you were going to be like, he picks you, me up. And I was just yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Every time I land, he picks me up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hopefully, like, that can happen one time, you know. Um. <laughs> I think I think I asked Wale if I could meet Rick Ross one time, and mm-hmm. and he was like, I mean, if you guys are in the same city, yeah, but he's not gonna go out and like get you. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, that's what I was insinuating, but if, <laughs> if the boss says no, he says no. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, nah, but yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna be in Miami soon, so I'm definitely gonna be playing Rich Off Cocaine the whole time. You should. Hopefully, uh, last time I was in Miami, I, sh- I, w- I was trying to get gunplay out to my uh, set. 
But when I go to Rolling Loud this year, I'm definitely gonna make it happen. You have to. Oh, yeah. Have you ever met, met him? I've never met. Oh, oh the, my God. The, the nicest Don guy. Logan, the the Don. best. The, the nicest One guy. of my favorite rappers ever. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. Well, yeah, because he reminds you of your high school. Oh, yeah. I know how you should meet him. Name a fucking song after him. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Don Logan. Don Logan. Don. Yeah. For, yeah that white bitch video. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen it? It's the I one know. where he's like, like jet skis, just cooking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Wait, so have I'm, you seen the video of him uh, at Six Flags? I have not. Oh, oh my god. Oh, we're gonna that's, watch it right after yeah, this interview. That's the, the best one, one. The one of him on the slingshot. No, 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 no not that one. one. Not the no. one. Yeah. No, it's, the it, one of him like. It's, it's like a music video. No. no. It's the one of him like it's a vlog and it's him like actually going around Six Flags Great Adventure like high off of whatever. Yeah. And like doing like all like the water guns like all that stuff. That's legendary. I kind of wish. I kind of wish like in retrospect that he stopped by Palace. That would have been awesome. There's also the video of him hunting hogs in Florida. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, I want to be him going fishing. Yeah, oh, him. I want to be him so badly. Like you know, just yeah, don't beat up your accountant or whatever. Oh, and like, uh, don't not. get a haircut. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he he loves playing video games, which yeah. is you know a big thing of mine. Yeah. Loves fishing. Yes, you know? he does. And Do you? I love fishing. Oh, great. Yeah, you know, Canada. Yeah, <laughs> Boise. I don't know. Hopefully, I can like like finesse somebody to set up like some, some sort of show of me and gunplay going fishing. That would be very interesting. That would be awesome. Talking or, to Vice. Or, yeah, just to see if he wants to play tennis. Because <laughs> oh. oh. that would be amazing. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's a special guest right there. He is. Whoa. That's He's the most special guest. Legendary. Yeah. And yeah. then we can just, like, you know, play tennis on a pile of cocaine and just put it on for Vice. This yeah, we all know how to play tennis. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah. it, might, it might as well make it interesting, you know Listen, what I'm saying? Listen, if... if, if if Boise can play on Blue AstroTurf, you can play tennis with Gunplay on a pile of cocaine. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That would be legendary. And yeah. just just for the record, you're not, like, leaving Toronto. No. You're staying there. I mean, like, the perks of being a dual citizen is like, I can leave whenever I want to, you know? So, yeah. Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm so jealous right now. I mean, uh, I really value my Canadian passport more than my American one right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm always going to have a push in Toronto, but, you know. You can consider yourself, basically, if you're not moving back to Boise and you're mm-hmm. not moving back to Connecticut, you basically are an all-American reject. Wow. wow. That was great. <laughs> yeah. that was, that was actually, that was no, great. it's a pre-written. Eric had that yeah, yesterday. <laughs> Timing is great. Um, congratulations on everything. Thanks so much for coming through. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Jeff, if people want to find out more about us, if people want to find out more about this podcast, if people want to find out more about what's going on with It's The Real, where can they go? You can always go to SoundCloud.com slash A Waste of Time. You can also go to iTunes, search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real. If you want to check out our music, go to SoundCloud.com slash It's The Real. We are also on Twitter at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, Instagram at It's The Real. We are on Snapchat at It's It's The Real and It's The Real Eric. Because It's The Real was taken. Also, go to YouTube.com slash It's The Real. And uh, soon, you're going to see the new video for our song, Waco, off our upcoming project, Teddy Bear Fresh, directed by Ian Rexara Wolfson. Jeff, you know that this podcast isn't going anywhere if we don't tell people to spread the word about A Waste of Time with It's The Real. And that starts with us. So who do you want to shout out i want to shout out everybody that hit me up on snapchat this week at it's it's the real not it's the real um i want to shout out uh Sayir and the washed goddess okay i want to shout out most speak truth okay whose girl is not a big beyonce fan but she's a huge bun b fan just for the and they might be coming to the show this week shout out to them 
Um, I want to shout out El Ocho. Okay. I want to shout out Janiki, Davey in the Cut, Brandon Chamberlain. This is a lot of a lot of people. Everybody. I talk to everybody. Everybody, um, tell the people about this podcast. Tiffany Betts. Oh, shout out to Tiffany. G5Ls. Okay. Ashley Kalmanowitz. A lot of Fire people. Music. Oh my, you're very active, Joe. A lot Michael, of conversation. Michael Birch. I, oh, ah. Okay, so that's, I was going to shout out Michael Birch, so I'd like to also shout out Michael Birch for being a longtime friend of ours, a longtime Upper West Side resident, a longtime listener to A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Mike Birch carries the belt. Mike Birch is the champion, and Mike Birch will be there at your girls' tour on February 23rd, which is just nine days away. If you haven't gotten your tickets, get them now, and let's sell out SOBs. Jeff, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, I want to shout out Mind Statements. Oh, my God. I want to shout out Samuel. I want to shout out... I don't know any of these people, but they all seem nice on Snapchat. (laughs) I want to shout out um, Marcus Strank, Marcus Strankowski. Also, Um, let me just say, uh, if if anyone still has uh, editing capabilities over at Wikipedia, I feel like there's some pictures that could probably be put up on our Wikipedia page. I haven't seen any lately. Just know we want, you know, people to see our, our dumb mugs. OG underscore MVH Matt Stack still from uh, Texas. Everyone spread the word. Yeah. Not for real for real. 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 Anyway, shout out to everybody. We'll see you again next week. Yep, bye.